and bye week. <laughs> well, that sounds like you... goodbye. And we've only just started. <laughs> Hello and goodbye week. How are you, Victoria? You used to say aloha. <laughs> aloha. I could say that, couldn't I? Is that Hawaiian? Hi, hi. Is that a Hawaiian greeting? <laughs> that makes me see you in a whole new light. What, in a grass in a, skirt? In a light new hole. <laughs> I can do you, my... Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. COVID cough. I, I thought you were actually being nice and demure. <laughs> okay, and if we're talking about Hawaii, I can do you my Jack Lord Hawaii Five O impression. I have to say, go on then. Okay, look at look at the picture that you see of me. This is it. I'm watching. There you go. That's it. I don't That's know who it. he is. You don't know who Jack Lord is. You don't. Did you ever used to watch Hawaii Five O? It was a bit old for me. Yeah, it probably was, actually. Because um, you're a much younger woman than I am. <laughs> oh, so much younger. What, do you want to you know my to real do? age or my playing age? <laughs> <laughs> your royal age. That's actually what we used to say in modelling. Whenever oh, anyone brought up age, age. You'd, you'd write, you wouldn't say anything about real age. You'd do the absolute minimum you could get away with. <laughs> so, like, so what do you... Three. Okay, and what you call it... <laughs> And what you'd call it your playing age. Yeah, I did a lot of commercial what? casting. As in the character you could play? Mm. Oh, okay. Not, in, not as in sort also, of playing in a kindergarten what... or anything. <laughs> yeah. Was... You turn up in knee <laughs> my, socks with a lollipop. My, 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 my playing age is four. That is, <laughs> I like bouncy castles and I like foam bricks, but I can't yet do Lego. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that, Ben. Oh. My playing age is six. I can manage snap, but I, I can't get my head around the intricacies of bridge. You like this, don't you? We could be we could I be do. here for a while. Welcome to our podcast, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent. He always starts. Um, he always starts. Go you on. start then. Go on. You go first. No, you go I, first. I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a lady. I'm here and I'm proud and I'm a journalist and a podcaster and a media officer. That's my new one. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Is that your G7 title? That was my G7 title. I was in charge of <laughs> <What>? Italy. Forza! <laughs> what did you tell the Italian delegation your playing age was? <laughs> I don't think they cared much. <laughs> Siamo giocare. <laughs> I just told them I would be a playmate. They were fine. Any any woman in media to them just has to have breasts and look tarty. What, you were, you call, we, Cornwall's playmate of the month. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I had my bucket and spade. <laughs> Did you have sort of like a pair of seashells over your knockers? <laughs> Venus to Milo. Venus to Mitzo. <laughs> so. <laughs> Venus to Pilo. They don't care. That's what's brilliant about them. Love I've got to Italian actually bug thing. them to have a listen to the stuff that I've said about them. <laughs> what do we do here, Ben? Um, we talk about, well, we talk a bit about crime. We have a bit of a giggle. And it's become we, a bit more newsy, hasn't it? If you are easily offended, I then tune away now. Yeah, if you're easily offended, you don't belong. No holes are barred or even off limits. 
No hole isn't a goal. <laughs> Every hole's a goal. <laughs> That's what I meant. I was being demure. You'd sell your soul for a I was a playing hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking this evening? I've got a nice um, Tesco's own brand, Bière d'Or de Flandre, which I think is actually my favourite beer in the world. Is it? it doesn't really... Yeah, it's lovely. It's just so light and quaffable. Yes, you can just okay. Plug it. That's what a beer should be. Thank you. There's a lo- there's far too much ale around. I like the size of your bottle. Yes, it's titching. And they've got to be. <laughs> you've got a very small bottle. It's a little tiddler. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got this week? Oh, talking talking of <laughs> you'll only feel a small prick. <laughs> I wonder who said that. <laughs> America's daddy. <laughs> he was a rival so got, daddy at the time. We've got we've got a bit of a, a bit of big America's daddo, which is Bill Cosbo. We've got a bit of Juicy Jizz, and of course, we're going to wrap up with the Hancock. If you don't, if you're new to our podcast, Juicy Jizz is of course the uh, inimitable G- Ghislaine Maxwell, but she's turned into Jizz Lane, aka Juicy Jizz. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh yes, Hancock's got to have a nickname. Um, actually. For those of you mm-hmm. who are regular listeners, I'm going to say insert the nickname here and Cosby. I think he's definitely Cosbo the Dado. <laughs> Daddy Cosby. Dad. Oh, that's very bad. Bad dad. He's a bad dad. That was his thing though, wasn't it? He was he wasn't he was in his show. Did you ever do you remember watching the Cosby show? I do show? remember the Cosby show, do you? Yeah, I do. And it was like he was the sort of, I don't know, America's kind of friendliest dad in a jumper. And he, he always didn't, he always have a jumper on. What's and weird he had about these of... predator guys? Um, and I think it's safe to say that he's had enough accusation to know that some doing went on. That was my careful face, you missed it. Oh, was it? Go on then. Do it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, ooh, can ooh, can life was just the way around the corner. Can I recommend you start that sentence again? Okay, okay. Uh, Well, no, is it not? Can we not say that there have been a lot of women accusing Bill Cosby of sexual assault? Yes, we completely can say that. So this is the so legally he's not in any hot water at all because he has had, as you say, lots of women accuse him, but only one ever actually was prepared to go to court, and this was. a lady called Andrea Costand. She was prepared to take the stand, was Costand. She was... <laughs> Very good. She was, thank you. <laughs> oh, shucks. Uh, she, she, she was a, um, a young... I mean, she's a lot, lot, lot younger than him. She met him when she was at Temple University in Philadelphia, described him as a mentor figure, but then she testified at trial how he drugged and molested her at his home in 2004. Now... When she first came forward, the police didn't press charges, but she persisted. She took out a private civil action against him for sexual battery and defamation, um, reached a settlement, and eventually, in 2014-2015, lots of women came forward with similar allegations. Local authorities knew that this statute of limitation rules, which meant they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to pursue him over her allegations, but they reopened the case and eventually charged him just days before the 12-year the statute uh, of uh, limitations was due to come in. So he was charged, there was a trial, he was found guilty, and he was sentenced to 10 years in prison in 2018. 
However, he has just been set free, and the reason he has just been set free is fairly complicated, but basically it comes down to this whole thing that we were just talking about, about how dozens of women publicly accused him of sexual assault. He was only tried criminally for that one incident against Andrea Costand. Now, what the judges ruled uh, in their verdict issued very recently is that all of the this is this is the classic thing actually this is the classic thing that as a journalist here as a trainee journalist on your first day in the job you're told not to prejudice a trial so what the um, lawyers basically ruled was that testimony from all these accusers unrelated to the case had tainted bill's trial so so, so there was sadly a taint on Bill, and it meant that he couldn't get um, a, a free trial. So, I mean, it, you know, that, that's not the only thing. There is Do you a mean 79 a fair trial? pages. Yes, he, his, his trial had been trial. tainted. Oh, a fair trial. Yes, I did mean a fair mm. trial. So, 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 because I mean, this has been a long process. In 2017, there was a trial, and the judge declared it a mistrial because jury, the jury there failed to reach a verdict. Now, the second trial was uh, had some of this testimony of other accusers, even though they weren't part of the case, which prosecutors said painted a picture or a, painted a pattern of predatory behaviour. So what the judges are saying now is that that was unfair. This testimony was not related to the case and therefore tainted the trial. Now, obviously, this is something that has not gone, gone down well with the Me Too movement and presumably with those who accused him. And there was, you know, there is a quite well-known cover of, I think, Newsweek magazine, um, or maybe The New Yorker, one of the big American current affairs magazines, with a, a photograph of, a, sort of like, all, all of the women who accused him. And there are a lot of them, no question of that. Um, but for whatever reason, those cases couldn't be brought to court. Only one case was, and he's now been acquitted of that. Theoretically, he is walking free from court well, due to this he's process He's 83. Violation. He's hobbling well, okay. a bit. <laughs> okay. He's, 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 he's limping and looking somewhat frail as he leaves court. He's it's rolling true. out of court. <laughs> he's, he, he slowly walked to waiting media. <laughs> he didn't say anything, and, but his, his lawyers answered questions on didn't his Didn't he behalf. do a V-sign? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> not to you. <laughs> um, oh, I don't like it at all, really. I mean, but the interesting... Mm, oh, go on. Sorry, no. no, you talk, you talk. Yeah. I've been waffling, you talk. You have been waffling. <laughs> um, it's my turn to <laughs> waffle. I just think this the drugging accusation really gives me the willies. <laughs> We've had a few of these, haven't we, of, of people who've, who drug... that The most prolific rapist... Do you remember? Ray Hart, Raynard Sanaga used yeah. drugs, didn't he? And it's just been on the real creepy cases. I just think it's absolutely vile, because not only are you demeaning somebody on a, a sort of... You know, you're violating somebody on a sexual and personal level. You're also taking away their... You're incapacitating them into a vegetative state. I find it so creepy. It's awful. It is It is creepy. You're absolutely right. Very creepy indeed. Especially at a time when the British police are trying to raise the profile of their the way that they treat sexual harassment and sexual crimes. 
But that's in the wake of disastrous um, recent data suggesting that prosecutions and convictions for rape, I mean, other sexual crimes too, but the, 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 pr the main one that causes the most concern, I suspect, is, is rape. And it's at an all-time low, as far as I recall. Mm, and it's awful. It's awful, because if you look at it in terms of how likely somebody is in groups of cases, it ends up with sort of one of however many cases, like hundreds of cases, which actually, through the whole process, dwindles and dwindles and dwindles in probability of either coming to court. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, exactly. It is. Uh, but this comes back to one thing that I've always felt, which is, and I've covered plenty of rape cases and sexual assault cases, is that I always get the sense that juries don't feel comfortable dealing with rape cases. I mean, yeah. we're, not to we're not talking about stranger rape. If, you if you're raped in a park by somebody you don't know and there's DNA left at the scene and that person's arrested, then broadly speaking, those cases get prosecuted and convicted. But that is actually an incredibly rare crime. The vast majority of sexual assaults and rapes are between people who know each other in some way or another. Uh, they might have started chatting on Tinder. They might be people who are friends at college. There's all sorts of different scenarios. And one thing I've noticed recently, there's been several very high-profile um, rape cases that have been quashed and actually um, have been kicked out by the judge on the basis that um, mobile phone evidence was not released to the defence, which again makes it incredibly difficult to prove that rape took place and this is this is the whole date rape thing and it's very 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 difficult very difficult to prove it when you've got two people one young woman saying i was raped there's no evidence because often this that you know it's not necessarily a violent act, especially if the young woman, for example, was asleep or and as often or drugged, as you've just said, or very makes drunk. It incredibly, or That's yeah, very normal. drunk, asleep or drugged. You know, if a woman is raped in that situation, it's incredibly difficult to successfully prosecute due to the way the legal system works. We have an adversarial legal system. Mm -hmm. um, you you have to prove someone is guilty. They're innocent. They're innocent. And the judge does normally, in the cases that I've been at, has very much impressed that on the jury about their decisions. They have to be... And the judges say this in various different trials, don't they? That, that yeah. they want you to be... You know, it's not just the fact that you think it might have happened. It's that they want you to be sure. Exactly. And that's the word they always use. You have to be sure. And, and how and can you actually... be sure if it's, as no. you say, it's two people in a room and... Exactly. Mm, I mean, that, that that word is, I mean, you know, defence barristers love it because they'll say, well, it's a very simple English word, we know what it means. But actually saying to somebody, are you sure? Different people take that in different ways. If you said to me, are you sure the Earth is round? I'd say, well, yes, I am, because I've seen photos of it taken from space. And, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I, and then I'd say, I'm pretty sure it is. So suddenly sure becomes pretty sure. And in a court case, many people will take sure to mean they have to be a hundred percent certain but actually if you ask lawyers sure doesn't mean certain it means sure it's it's the simple word that means the same thing as um beyond reasonable doubt but it doesn't have the word doubt in there if juries were still being told they just had to be sure beyond reasonable doubt i am reasonably confident i'm reasonably sure that there would be more uh, more convictions because that gives them the tiny chink of wriggle room that the word sure in itself doesn't give them 
I like the way you said that. You're like, oh, I'm reasonably sure. <laughs> I'm reasonably sure. But it's also in an environment where these cooker. people have been hauled out of their jobs, the jury, you know, their, their day-to-day routine, and they're on best behavior. And then you're feeling slightly nervous. You know that people's lives are at stake, essentially, because if somebody gets, uh, you know, you don't want somebody who have any doubt about to be locked up. Yet at the same time, there's a woman who is reporting that she's been through the most horrendous things. So you're really on edge. And then someone says, yes, but are you entirely sure? And then you start doubting yourself as well. Because I've been on both sides of the coin, not on the rapist side of the coin, (laughs) I hasten to add, as a juror and a a journalist, court reporter. Hmm. Big responsibility. And, and that's true. But but what's interesting Talking again about, about this that, here are some people who have none. <laughs> <laughs> no empathy whatsoever. Um, what we can do, though, the interesting thing about the Bill Cosby case is that um, our friend Jizzy Gislaine is back in the news. And this is because a judge has um, very recently ordered that lots of her personal documents have to be made public as part of the um, trial. This is because, I mean, these documents supposedly contain information about her relationship with uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, um, about her relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, possibly about um, documents that suggest, uh, give information about exactly what she did and how and when uh, involving Virgilia Roberts Giffrey, who has made allegations that she was sexually trafficked by um, Epstein and Jelaine uh, Maxwell. Now, uh, the reason that this is um, having impact on the Cosby case is that her lawyers are claiming that the case against her should be thrown out on the same legal grounds as those used to, to free Cosby, which is they're saying that all the stuff, uh, all the allegations that are not actually part of the trial that she is facing, all the claims, all the counterclaims are ensuring pretty much that she won't get a free trial i mean her trial isn't fair, even due to start fair. i don't think until next fair year trial. In, in the all these trials are expensive none of them are free a fair trial sorry <laughs> a fair trial what, what, what is wrong with me uh, nobody wants a free trial there's no such thing as a free lunch or a free trial um so, <laughs> i like that so 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 this this young woman virginia guifre who is accusing her um her lawyers have sought um, Ghislaine Maxwell's tax returns, balance sheets, financial statements for companies she controlled, and lots and lots of other stuff. Now, her allegation are that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell recruited her when she was just 16 years old, took her to Jeffrey Epstein, who she alleges repeatedly raped and abused her. But, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell's uh, lawyer um, has, has said that she should not have to fight this case and her case should be thrown out just like Cosby's because prosecutors promised Jeffrey Epstein when he pleaded guilty that they would not prosecute her. Now he uh, killed himself in prison and now they are prosecuting her. So her lawyer's case is that this is an abusive process and it shouldn't go ahead. I think it will go ahead. I don't think it will get thrown out, but I suppose this is the American legal system. It does seem to be even more arcane and labyrinthine than ours. Okay, is this very naive to say that they possibly need to do something about this system which allows these promises to be made to these people? I can't believe it makes me want to scream. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But but this is all about leverage, isn't it? So 
if you are, you know, in prison, if you if you're okay, put yourself in Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein's unpleasant shoes. If you are in prison waiting to go to trial, you know the game is up, but you might think okay, I've got some leverage. I can plead guilty and make the job very, very easy, or I can or I can hang on in there, dig my toes in, dig my heels in, dig everything in, and, you know, just make it very, very difficult. So he will have said, if I plead guilty, I will do that. I'll make your job a lot easier. You can get the glory, you can get the scalp, you know, you can get the conviction you need on the basis that you promise me you won't do x now if if he is the the arch criminal here and she is an associate it might be that that was a deal worth doing from their point of view they they could always have just said no and he just said fine prosecute me i'll deny everything but they didn't say no they said yes so he admitted Mm -hmm. it now, for them to then now go after her because he killed himself in prison and therefore didn't... I mean, their argument would be, he killed himself in prison, he's not serving the full sentence that we understood he would do when we agreed to that deal. So effectively, by killing himself, he has welched on the deal. That would be their argument. Bloody hell. It's a bad situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't really imagine a situation where more people have acted with more bad faith, can you? <laughs> anyway, oh. talking of people acting with bad faith. Are you setting your focus upon me? <laughs> no, I'm setting my focus on Yay. the cock of the walk. Oh, here we go. Oh, very good. That's nice. Um, Thank you. I'm really surprised the sun didn't go in for hanky panky. <laughs> I just thought hanky I was crying panky. out. They missed a trick there, didn't they? They really did. I need to be sitting there just <laughs> drinking cider and shouting out headlines. I am the cider drinker. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking the cider down there in Devon. That'd be my ideal cider. job, eating clotted cream out of a pot, drinking cider <laughs> and shouting rude headlines at people. <laughs> shouting out terrible puns. You, you could okay. be the punning tramp of the, the punning tramp of Plymouth. <laughs> you could sit on the side, sort of you know, shitting yourself to keep warm in winter, with you know, sitting on your cardboard boxes in your sort of threadbare clothes and your shoes held together by string, and shouting out punny headlines to people in exchange for cider. Does um, do I have to shit myself to do it? Oh, wait, oh no! In the middle of winter, <laughs> tramps always shit themselves to keep warm. That's a well-known oh. fact. Oh no! Oh no! I'm very out of ton- touch with the tramp contingency I mean, that's, you know, that, big, that, that, big shout winter. out to all you shitty pantses out there <laughs> big, big shit out <laughs> big, big dump in your pants to all the tramps out there <laughs> i had to explain to my now five-year-old daughter my five-year-old daughter who's just had a birthday what a tramp was <laughs> it's quite difficult because you kind of don't want them to lose their sympathy for people who end up through unfortunate circumstances out of a home and then um there's a mattress that has been dumped at the corner of the estate and i was like say for example there's that mattress a tramp who doesn't have a home would go and lay down and go to sleep on the mattress and sleep out there she's fascinated by this she oh, she God. wants to get through the railings and go lie down on the mattress i think <laughs> it looks inviting <laughs> so you realize it's covered it, in piss is this your aspirational parenting yeah. You're setting up for a, a career as a tramp. That's what happens. There's so many parenting guides that you don't fucking know what to do anymore and then you end up saying the wrong thing entirely, <laughs> like become a tramp because it's fine. And your child becomes a tramp. Sleep on a if pissy only mattress. I'd said that, if, if, 
If only when she said, should I become a tramp, I'd said no instead of yes. <laughs> but imagine you go, it's absolutely lovely, tramp around if you want to, and then they they don't feel any pressure at all. So what, anything is a so bonus. What, 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 what parenting guides are you reading that are saying it's really difficult to know whether to make your child a tramp or not? No, Ben, is... honestly, let's put loads of pressure on them and then see how they do. What? Loads of pressure on them to be tramps? No, exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is anything's a bonus if you're aiming for trampdom. Anyway, I did tell her, I did tell her that, do you remember that um, we did that way, way, way long ago on the poddo? It was uh, bum fights. Oh, bum fights. Yeah, we have done that. And I found, I I never, I never knew that they were actually like pitted against each other with people gambling. Well, who do you think the bums were fighting if not each other? They were fighting their own bums. I sometimes have a fight with my own bum after a curry. (laughs) No, your bum has a fight with you. It's different. (laughs) It wages war. And you have to take a severe battering in the ring. (laughs) Oh, fiery. (laughs) So, so, where where do we go? Hancock. (laughs) Matt, Matt Hancock. Um, has resigned after being accused of having an affair with no Gina No way, Lola I didn't Brigida. know that. Gina <laughs> That's what I've been thinking. You said it. You coined it, Ando. I coined it. Um, but the thing is, nobody... But honestly, I mean, apart from the fact that her, That's really her good, name's I like that. <laughs> apart from the fact that her name is quite funny and redolent <laughs> of a 50s Italian film star... Which she is not. She's just a social climber. Who already had a husband. But, but but nobody actually cares exactly where the Hancock cock has been placed. No one's interested in that. The thing that everybody's pissed off about is the hypocrisy and the way that he's telling Hip, us all to do Hipcocracy. <laughs> hipcocracy. Yeah. You hipcocrit Hancock. You Where's Hancock-crit. your willy bean? Come on. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Well, so what people are interested in, they are quite interested. They're interested in having a look. It's become a bit Hello Magazine, hasn't it? Hello, hello, hello. Like looking at her, packing her stuff up in her four by four and just watching other people suffer when you can't pay your mortgage because your job's gone down the pan. It's quite nice to see them sweating a bit. (laughs) Or is it just me? I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I've got to be honest, I haven't really followed the ins and outs of this story. I just I love the fact that you called her Gina Lodda Brigida. That's fantastic. (laughs) Because, like, it doesn't have any of the trappings of glamour. That's completely (laughs) devoid of glamour, the situation, isn't it? (laughs) It is actually. I mean, and the thing is, it's like the, 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 the snogging that went on on the CCTV sort of went on. You know, next to this really, you know, in a really dull office. I mean, it's not even sort of like they they sort of checked into a saucy motel or anything. It's just utterly kind of. Did you want a bit more sauce? I did want more sauce. You know, of course, there's a new health slogan though. I wanted more Gina Bolognese. (laughs) I wanted a bit more Gino Janelli. Gina (laughs) Putanesca. Love it. I can't say. Can we say Gina Putanesca? That's a bit naughty, isn't you it? You said it now. I'm not taking <laughs> it out. It. But um, oh, no. you know, there's a new health slogan, don't you? Well, go on. Hands face off. Calls out to help out. Sorry. Hands face off. Hands face. I can't arse. make any quick jokes anymore because you're so deaf and old. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, of it, I thought um, it was. Sorry. What? I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought it was bald. I thought it was ball deep to help out. <laughs> You've always thought that. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, listen. Public yes. anger at Matt Hancock's breach of social distancing rules with an aide with whom he'd started an affair was a factor in the Conservative Party's disappointing failure to win the Batley and Spend by-election. Did you know that? That's what they're saying, anyway. There's not a surprise. Well, I mean, most people think that you know by-elections, because because you know when you're voting in a, I've never I've never ever ever voted in a by-election because I've never lived. Do you have in a to be bisexual to vote in a by-election? Or bi-weekly. Oh, <laughs> oh, in that case, we're uh-huh. right in there. <laughs> in that case. Um, but I imagine that you know the chances are, even if you change, you know, if you change your MP, whether it goes from Labour to Conservative or Conservative to Labour, you're not actually going to have any kind of tangible effect on the complexion of the government as a whole. So you can make a protest vote. You know, it's your chance to sort of send a message to the toppermost of the ploppermost. <laughs> What are you looking at? You've just set it all up to say that. I know you. <laughs> okay. So um, uh, is that Hancock? Is that it? That's no, nobody cares, do they? They got, Everyone cares. got no, quite cross for something they don't care about. That's so British, well, isn't it? Although, yeah, his, his, his replacement is um, Sarji David, isn't it? Yeah, Sarge, the Sarge. Yes, it is. Exactly. Sorry. Who did I think such a Javid was? Someone else. But I went to, I, so I went oh, to anyway. a wedding a couple of years ago when we were still allowed to go to weddings, and I met one of his um, spads, one of um, Sajid Javid's spads, who told me that it's a What's Fleet a Street myth. A uh, special advisor. Oh, <laughs> spud. It, it, no, spad, not a spud. Oh, okay. It, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a Fleet Street myth that the, the Sarge actually likes to be known as the Sarge. He, he apparently doesn't. He's a, he's a regular guy. And so I don't know whether the, 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 the Sarge will be, will be um, found out in the way that Hancock was. Hopefully not. Yeah, well, he we, was we never thought that about, about Hancock. I mean, what I no. find, which, which I saw on social media, which I thought was quite humorous, so I um, retweeted it or whatever I did, is that like most of us are saying like we barely have time to like make a cup of tea and drink it while it's hot how can he find time amongst the he's a health secretary we're in a pandemic and then he's nobbing around the place do you think gina lollabrigida drank it while it was hot oh my god <laughs> not she's you with do. him <laughs> get it while it's tepid yeah exactly she got it while it was beige <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's revolting. If it was beige, Ooh, he just that reminds sound very me of a great big schoolboy. They all yeah, do. yeah. There is something about that, you know, having that's... met Boris at the G Seven. You know, of course, he he was very schoolboyish. Oh. Yeah, they all are. They're all like schoolboys. They, they, I mean, none of them has ever had a real job as long as they got a hole at their ass. It's just I like a, I like a real man. I mean, has there ever been a sort of less inspiring <laughs> bunch of bleeders? You never listened to me. You do like a real man, I know you do. I just snorted. A, a, a real man like the Ant- Italian ambassador who thrilled you with his exquisite good taste and his Ferrero Rocher. <gasps> and his crustacean. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lovely king prawn. I bet he did. I bet, I bet his claws were all over you. Boom, boom. <gasps> no, that's a bit slanderous. <laughs> right. Oh, apparently, so, Michael and Go- Michael Gove and his wife have gone the same way. Oh, well, Sarah Vine is that Sarah Vine he's married to? Yeah. Didn't she write that scathing column about? She said all these politicians, you know, their wives know them when they were just, you know, basically shitting in their own pants and stuff, and so, so they're not very and impressed. What's with changed? Them. They, don't, they don't think they're the masters of the universe. But 
that, I mean, just one last thing on the Hancock thing is that the other the other disaster in this is is how it's panned out for Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, because you know so. It, it was obvious to pretty much everybody that Hancock had to go as soon as he was seen, you know, snogging uh, <laughs> Gina Lollabrigida in his office. <laughs> and yet Boris said he considered the matter closed because Hancock said he was sorry. But it was like, yeah, nobody mm. considers the matter closed, Boris. I mean, that just showed an enormously colossal, you know, lack of judgment. I mean, how could you have judged it so badly? It's like, well, if you can't make a, even a decent judgment on that, what can he judge? I mean, that's just probably nothing. Anyway. You cannot sell bananas in bunches of more than two or three bananas. You cannot You cannot yes. sell bananas with abnormal curvature of the fingers. No, I think, I think he is a, a bad boss. He's a terrible boss. He, I, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to have the strength to stand, to sort of, you know, to say to somebody, no, sorry, you've gone too far. You've got to go. Maybe he was worried that Hancock's. I mean, having said that, Dominic uh, Cummings, who had to, who, who I think I assume he made leave back in the end of last year, he has been digging the knife in. So Boris is probably shitting himself that Hancock's got stuff on him and is, is going to. Okay, I'm torn on on Dominic Cummings because I think that. He, <laughs> I he's he I really want to hear it I want to hear all the dirt but at the same time he's a complete wanker and so I just kind of think oh I can't stand you I can't listen listen to you you worse than all of them put together but at the same time I've got to listen to this didn't you get the inside track on Cummings when you were mixing with the hobnobs at the G7 I was with the rest of Europe there i was with oh, um, a lot of the different delegations all being stylish and designer and marvelous uh. And they just oh, don't uh, have time for that shit. They, yeah. Unlike our scruffy schoolboys. Yeah, um, who are all a bit puny and not real men, like oh, Justin yeah, here Trudeau. We go again. Oh, God. <laughs> Dreamboat. <laughs> mm, he sounds dreamy. <laughs> He's got very girly hair, hasn't he? He was making a real big deal of his hair all the time. Oh, God. I, I, that, I, I know that feeling, though. Obviously, I do the same. Yeah. I wonder what you'd... I wonder what <laughs> just not the hair on my like. head. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wonder what it'd feel like if you put a Trudeau wig on you. Because you I know what be would, very I, I know, of it. I mm. know exactly what I would feel like, because I went to a party a few years ago wearing a wig. Did and you? What was that? I did. <laughs> Dare we ask? What, what was a party? Well, it's like a place where people gather and have drinks together. We used to have them in the old days, the good old days. Oh, what, when no, people used I'd, to talk to each other in real life? When people used to stand in the same room without masks on and actually get drunk and sometimes, you know, stand within one metre of each other. But no, it was, um, I, it was I, I think I dressed as Austin Powers. Yeah, baby! Yeah. So I had this, this, this big sort of wig on and this sort of like kind of Austin Powers orange suit. And honestly, I overheated so quickly. I got. I, I'd like I thought, to see you I could, overheating. I mean, even if, even if, okay, even if tomorrow they came up with some immediate perfect cure for baldness, I would be really, really, really. I'd be like you. I'd be torn because part of me would say, "Oh yeah, okay, Ow. it'd be nice to have a full head of hair again." Another part of me would say, "Do you know what? I'm used to being bald. I like the fact that I can just, you know, drain all my heat out the top of my head, and I don't often overheat, but I'm still warm all the time. That would be horrible." Oh, we need, to, we I, need to get you some fans or some kind of cooling system if we put you I've on a Trudeau I've got loads of fans. <laughs> I haven't got as many fans as Trudeau, though. You haven't got as many fans as I with my buy-me-a-coffee, but 
I me a coffee. How many how many people have bought you a coffee? How many sad acts have bought you a coffee? Shut up, Ben. I love you all. I'd just like to take this opportunity. All one of you. Say I love all three of you. <laughs> oh, you so for three people bought you a coffee. Oh, that's More brilliant. than well three, done. Ben. So how many people have bought you coffees? <laughs> More than three, but less than five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would look. It would help if you bought me a coffee just to add to the numbers. <laughs> I buy you a I love, I love the fact that the last thing in the world you would do is buy... Actually, you'd buy me a coffee. Go on. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> More than three, but less than 10,000 to buy you a coffee. Shall we say that? <laughs> Shall we leave it at that? No, actually, in fact, I've got to say it again. More than three, but fewer than 10,000. Can I just say, I want to touch on this article that I've been sent. I forgot to tell you in our pre-production meeting. <laughs> Revealed, okay, okay on, listen then. to this. Revealed, millionaire husband, 87, and wife, 73, who died in murder-suicide at their £1.5 million mansion, made fortune in textile industry and owned Asian clothes store in Birmingham. Do you want right. to hear more about that? Should we do it next week? Okay, that sounds good. Let's do it in a sending link. I'll look at it. We'll okay, do it. We'll that'll it next week. Whet, that'll whet your appetites. Hey, this, is this the first time we've ever kind of thrown ahead to what we're doing next week? Well, it's no, the next first time week. we've been that organised by accident, yeah. Ne- next bye week, remember? Hmm. I'm going to be straight for a little bit of it and then go back to being bye. Excellent. I w- just wanted to tie up Cosby. That sounds a bit weird. Um, by saying, <laughs> oh no, I've, t- I've said that. Just when, because especially in Devon, our police and crime commissioner, Alison Hernandez, has really been pushing for women to come forward. And I thought, my first thought about all of this was that are any women worldwide going to be any more encouraged to come forward with any, you know, troubles with harassment or sexual assault? Nope. Not now. There you go. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? So, I mean, okay, first of all, this is in the United States. It's not in the UK. Yeah, but, but it has definite serious concern that this will dissuade women who have been abused or molested by big name celebrities who've got lots of money to fight their corners in court from coming forward. And that is always going to be a worry. If it's difficult enough without this, it just makes it that extra bit difficult. Anyway, from misery to a ray of sunshine through the clouds. And we're getting one step closer to Glamorous News Lady coming on. Oh, that sounds interesting. I know, I know. Well, actually, many steps. I think um, some, uh, yeah, some movement away from the BBC's helped. So um, I'm on her case. So we'll be okay, bringing you. Okay, you get on it. We'll be bringing you yeah. that delightful, delectable. Yeah, I think she could become a regular Devon reporter. That sounds. For the like, YDLMF well, podcast, but she doesn't know it yet. Yeah, but hang on, you're in Devon too, aren't you? Our regular Devon reporter. Yeah, but I just want the excuse to get her on regularly because she's um, really great and full of good stories. So You could be North back. Devon and she could be South Devon. I'll tell or, her that she can be the so Southern we, Belle. So we, ha- we, we, have that, we have our news operation would have the whole country covered by two reporters in Devon. There you go. What more do you want? And a host in Cambridge. We couldn't want for anything more. Oh, Is it time me. to say goodbye? Yeah, I'm just going to keep on saying what more do you want? <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> that should get rid of you. I don't want any more. Hey, have you had your second jab? <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, have I'm you? I'm all jabbed up. I okay. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you have can you? go out and sneeze on people and stuff. I can. I can snog people in, in sort of like Ooh. office doorways. Oh, have you been snogging any people then? No, I'm not going to be snogging anybody in an office doorway because I don't go to work at the moment. That sounds a bit naughty. 
It's not naughty at all. Um, it's Dullsville of Dullsville. You have to hold on till I find something. All I've got to say to you is buymeacoffee.com forward slash YDLMF. And for those of you that have, we love you. And for those of you that haven't, what are you doing not daring to pay the price of a coffee for listening to all our delicious content for ages? How dare you? Was that a good sales pitch? <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. It was brilliant. Oh, brilliant. oh, oh, Fantastic. give me an email, Ben. You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. And YDLMF podcast. On Twitter. On Twitter. All right. Have a lovely yeah. week. Bye week. Get you too. A lovely yeah. bye week to you too. Bye.